Well, welcome everyone to the most recent episode of the Spin Life All Show. I'm your host, Certified Kingdom Advisor Mark Trice, and uh, today I'm joined by nobody in the studio. Jesse has the week off, and uh, we've just kind of wrapped up the Easter season, and uh, hope you all had a wonderful time with you and your family, uh, whether however you celebrated or, or worshipped with uh, them at church or Easter egg hunts, which I know has nothing to do with Jesus, but I know we do it at our house too. And and so I got to me it got me to thinking about, you know, what are the priorities when it comes to God's priorities for money? And I, I look and we've we've talked about this in previous episodes and things, but we talk about the money priorities in American culture versus God's priority for our money. And the priorities in American culture are like this. It's fund your lifestyle, go into debt to do it, save a little bit for a rainy day, and if there's anything left over, maybe you should, can give some of it away, right? And that's the American culture there. Uh, but God's priorities for money are actually the opposite. It's give, um, give first, save for the future, use debt prudently, and fund your lifestyle first, or last, excuse me. But so why is it this priority? Well, there's there's things we need to know about God and when he talked about money. There's th- three truths about God. And this is why I think that we should all be all she should be motivated to give first. And you know, whether not even if you're not a believer, but um, to give first because it, it basically it's the first thing, it's our priority. And for us here on the Spin Life Well Show, we're talking about um, what those biblical priorities are. First and foremost, I think we can all believe that God created everything. Genesis 1.1 tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if we can accept that, that premise, we can also look to the Psalms. Psalm 24.1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. So, so God created everything. God owns everything. And we are just trustees. We're not the owners. Then that may change your perspective about money when you think of yourself as just the steward or the trustee of what you've been put in charge of. First uh, Corinthians 4.2 says that a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. Luke 16, verses 10 and 12 says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? So why do we give first? Why is that the top priority? Well, I think a lot of it has to go into with God's priorities, and that's by why God created us in his image. God patterned us after himself. That's from Genesis 1.27. Um, and then we also have to look at the greatest gift that um, God gave us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that everyone who believes in him shall not perish. We all know that verse is John 3.16. God gave, so therefore maybe we should give first. Now, I'm not going to get into the, the whole concept of tithing. There are lots of different uh, beliefs about that. We just think here at the Spend Life Well Show that it's important that when we're talking about our budgets or spending plans, that giving is at the top of the list, okay? 
Well, what about saving for the future? And why does God say this is uh, a top priority beyond giving? Well, in Proverbs 20, there's a couple different uh, translations of this verse, but um, in Proverbs 20, 20, 21, 20, in the NIV says, In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. And then also in Proverbs 21, 20, in the NLT, New Living Translation, says the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. So I think we're we're in, we're asked that we are to save for the future, to set aside for the future, because we know that um, you know lean times could come, or maybe there's a perhaps a time in our future where um, we're not able to work anymore. Okay, and then the third thing that um, God talks about in, in in Scripture is is to use debt prudently. Now, Scripture doesn't say that borrowing is a sin, okay, or it's wrong, but there's lots of warnings within Scripture about debt and how that can overwhelm someone. Proverbs twenty two seven is probably one of my favorite verses: "Is the rich rule over the poor, and the borrower becomes the lender's slave." Now that's a pretty strong verse when you think about it, especially kind of you put it in the context of more modern society in the last couple of centuries. We are slaves to the lender. So if you have a big balance on your MasterCard, you are slave to MasterCard until you've paid them off. And so that's important why the, the Bible warns us about the prudent use of debt. Do not use debt excessively. But oftentimes, our culture tells us that it's okay to amass tons of debt just so that you can keep up with the Joneses. And we've all heard that, that story before. We're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Who are the Joneses may be? I knew some families that were named the Joneses, and they were doing okay, but I wasn't trying to keep up with them, right? But so the Bible warns about the use of debt. Uh, you just have to be careful. It's okay if you have a mortgage. It's okay if you have to get a uh, finance a car, but don't do that in excess. Because our entire industry of finance is designed around how much debt load can you carry on your shoulders. And it's always more than people um, are ready for. I mean, you can go and get student loans. You can uh, finance a big house with little or no money down. People are more than willing to lend you money. But you have to ask yourself, am I willing to pay for that burden of that much home or that much car, or whatever the case may be. So we have Proverbs 22, 7, the rich rule over the poor, and the borrower becomes the, the lender's slave. Also in Romans, Romans 13, 8, don't run up debts except for the huge debt of love that you owe each other. And then finally, now remember this is the exact opposite of the priorities that our American culture has for our finances. The last one, according to the uh, biblical wisdom is to fund your lifestyle, okay? And to fund your lifestyle, uh, we think there's a lot of Scripture that speaks about work, a lot of Scripture that speaks about wealth, and then um, other things around those areas about working and funding your lifestyle. So in 1 Timothy 5.8, we hear that if anyone doesn't provide for his relatives, especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And here's one, I've talked about this on a, a previous episode of our show, 
Colossians 3.13, work hard and cheerfully for at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. One of my favorite ones, and, and go back and listen to some previous episodes where I'll tell you what happened when I studied that verse one day about 15 years ago. So anyway, um, we there's lots of, of wisdom in the Bible about uh, working to fund your lifestyle. Um, so there's also lots of verses about building wealth. First of all, we know that, um, you know, there's this balance here, right, between building wealth and serving the Lord. And in um, Matthew, uh, they talk about the, uh, the balance between that and serving the Lord. You cannot serve two masters. The verse says you cannot serve both God and, and the, the ancient translations say mammon, uh, which has to do with certain types of wealth. So it's important that we look at these things in a context. I believe that if we serve our Creator, that we believe that we are merely stewards of what we've been blessed with, that our whole perspective changes when it comes to earning a living, building wealth, minimizing our use of debt, because we are here to be a good steward. I know, I don't know about you, but I know that when I get to heaven one day, I want the Lord to tell me, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, And that's why we do this show, because we want everyone that listens to this program to have the opportunity to organize their finances from a biblical worldview, and that is uh, honoring and pleasing to God. So, you know, there's lots of warnings in Scripture uh, about building wealth the wrong way. Matthew 19, 23, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And of course, this is a different version of uh, Matthew. Um, no one can serve two masters. I mentioned this earlier. For you'll either hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Is it wrong to build wealth? Absolutely not. And we encourage you to do that because we see the power of building wealth and God's ability to enrich the kingdom because of your service and your dedication and uh, your promise to serve just one master, and that is the Lord. So I want to kind of end today's program with just a, a, a brief conversation about biblical wisdom. And I'm reminded of Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8 says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate it on it day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And I think about that, and God has given us all the instruction we need to manage our finances in a, in a very God-honoring way. It's all in Scripture. It's all in Scripture. And, um, you know, that next verse in, in Joshua, Joshua 1, 9, it's my, my mom's favorite verse when she was fighting cancer. This is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If we want to know God's will for 
our money, and it's our money that we've been entrusted with, that we're supposed to be good stewards. We want to know God's will for that. For that, we got to, We've got to study God's Word. It's not a self-help book, or it's not the millionaire next door uh, at, the lo- at the local bookstore. There's plenty of books out there that tell you how to get rich. I was, I was uh, visiting with someone the other day, and they pull out these pamphlets that they ordered, and it was how to double your money in less than one year, how to get rich. And it's like, that's not the point. Our richness in life should be through our relationship with Christ. And money is a tool that can be used for the good and help of others. And, you know, in, in um, Philippians 4.11, you know, Paul talks about, I never was in need. I've learned to be content with whatever I have. He knew how to live with almost nothing or with everything. And, and that's what God wants us to accomplish because, you know, money is a tool that we can use to accomplish the goals and purposes of God. Money can also be a test right? How, how we use the money we've been trusted with is, can be a, an earthly test here, and, and how we manage that is going to uh, be important in our lives and to whether or not we're uh, honoring God, which brings me to the final point here is money is a testimony. Matthew 5.13 says, you're the salt of the earth, this is Jesus speaking, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. The world has a right to look at us as a believer and see that we're different. And one of the ways that we are different is in the way that we use our money. Because there is a difference in the way that we should as Christians handle our money. And we need to know how God wants us to use that money. Folks, I'm going to wrap it up here. I I thank you for taking a few minutes to listen to us. This is something that's near and dear to our hearts here on the Spend Life Well Show. We want you to get the right instruction from our Creator about how we're to manage money and how we're supposed to use money. We hope you have success in building wealth. If we can ever help you with that, or if we can help you give it away, uh, we want to help you do that efficiently in a way that's honoring and glorifying God. So thanks for listening. Until next time, you've been listening to the Spend Life Wealth Show.